Welcome back to the Reviewing the Brew podcast for another edition of the show. I'm Dave Gasper, host once again alongside Matthew Dwoskin, my co-expert here at Reviewing the Brew, and old friend Paul Brettel, who has moved on to become the site expert at Dairyland Express, covering all things Wisconsin sports. Paul Matthew, it's good to have you back for another week of the show. Uh, well, you know, David, it, it, you, you, know, you know what time it is on my clock. Oh, I know what time it is on your clock. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's Miller time. Miller time. There it is. <laughs> uh, Paul, what time is it by you? Um, nine oh seven. Dork thirty. <laughs> Are you saying it's not Miller time over there? No, not unfortunately at this moment. Ah. Uh, Man, I, I guess for some people, just like that, their their clocks are off. I mean, <laughs> Matthew Matthews is like regular, like that. That is a a well regulated clock that he's got over there. Yeah. Well, well, for, for Paul and I over here, it's just it's just a little bit off, you know. Wow, we all can't be as talented as Matthew in podcast and drink. If you yeah, are, that's true. So. <laughs> The Reviewing the Brew podcast convenes for another week, and you know, as we're sitting down trying to think of uh, material for the show, you know, mm. or just thinking, it's like, man, there's like nothing that has gone on well, in, in the world of Brewers baseball today. Well, well I'm, David, I'm, you you heard about you heard about the you know, the, the the big call up that has shocked the the Major League Baseball world, haven't you? Yes, Corey Spangenberg <laughs> no. was DFA today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, uh, uh, the San Francisco Giants called up Sean Anderson. Oh, really? That that is interesting. With the most no, least, in, with, with the least interesting prospect name of all time. Sean... Really? Is. Well, it's with an AU. Does that make it better? Oh wow, that that is interesting. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Sorry, Who I else was there? I, I anyone think... else called up today? Was there was there any Sean, other news in in Sean Anderson in? Yeah, but anywhere in the NL Central, is there a, you know a transaction with, with a top prospect moving up anywhere? God, I'm missing off the top of my head here. Well, in unrelated news, I bought a Keston here 18 jersey today. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Completely unrelated news. <laughs> so, in case you haven't heard, the Milwaukee Brewers have called up their top prospect, Keston Hira. And what? Yeah, I know. It is insane. So Hira gets the call, and he's been he's number fifteen overall in MLB Pipeline's prospect rankings. And on Tuesday, May fourteenth, twenty nineteen, Keston Hira made his big league debut. And guys, he goes two for three with two singles and a walk. Including his his first single, a line drive right off of the pitcher Jared Eikhoff's leg, which goes for an unsealed hit. And on his only out, he banged up Bryce Harper's ankle because he forced Harper to slide into a concrete wall. Ouch! So, <laughs> Keston Hira is starting off his career as a Philly killer. Uh, Paul, we'll start. We'll start with you. <laughs> Keston Hira's debut today. Brewers made the decision to call him up. What do you think of it? Um, I'll be honest; it caught me off guard a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J- just just a little bit. 
<laughs> so you're, most of you are out there wondering why is this so funny? Yeah, well, let me tell you. You've got to explain. You've got to. I'm sorry. He's got to explain. He's got to explain. Not me. I, I owned up to it. I know you did. You did. Um, you're man. You're man. So this morning I posted an article oh, on DairylandExpress.com. Great on site. Dairyland Express. Yes. Around six thirty. That wait, what was that website again? DairylandExpress.com. DairylandExpress.com. I just want to make sure we, we, we get that in there for the plug. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, around 6.30 this morning, posted an article on why I thought that Keston Hero would not, I repeat, would not be up for the foreseeable future. Around, ooh, I don't know. I think it was 10.30. It, it was like 10 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. I got like, four hours in. Maybe like, right. not, like 9.30, 10. I, I need to check Robert uh, Murray's uh, Twitter account. Yeah, I saw, see this tweet that guess who's been called up. So, so like I said, it caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know it, Shaw's been struggling, and honestly, I thought that it'd be more likely that he would go to the minors and then Dubon or Saladino would come up before Hira because, I mean, we don't know how it's going to play out, but ultimately the Brewers want Shaw playing well for this team Mm -hmm. and in bringing up Hira, you know, if you give him the benefit of the doubt and assume that he's going to bounce back, Hira is not going to likely be an everyday player and having only about a month under his belt in triple a, I felt that the brewers were going to take it slower with him and only bring him up when they know that he's going to be the guy rather than platooning at the big league level, sitting a few days when he could be in triple a, like I said, he's only been there a month and getting more reps. So that was kind of my reasoning behind it, why I thought that they would wait. And by wait, I mean, you know, maybe midsummer or so. Yeah. Um, but so that was my reasoning behind it, and I whiffed. Yeah. Robert Murray <laughs> officially he sent the tweet at 9.33 a.m. So you got a wow. solid three hours in before nice. that before that article was just completely irrelevant. You guys and, want anything else to happen with the Brewers? I can whip something up for the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, How about uh, you know uh, the the Milwaukee Brewers should not sign Craig Kimbrell. Jesus Aguilar will not hit over two fifty. <laughs> Jesus, or Orlando Arcia will not hit over two fifty. <laughs> right. <laughs> They, you know the, uh, the 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 Brewers won't trade Ryan Braun for Ronnie Acuna. Yeah. So were you yeah. guys were you you guys had to be. A I was I was right? totally caught off guard by this. So I did oh, oh completely. I did two radio hits on Monday, one in Appleton and and one here in Lacrosse, and like both like kind of like humble asked brag. about here. Yeah, humble brag, and both <laughs> asked about here. It's like oh, it's like okay, like what do you think of this possibility? You know, you bring here up. You know, you send you know, Shaw down. It's like, do, do you think like that could come up anytime soon? You know, does he really need that much more seasoning? I'm like, guys, they're going to keep him down there for, you know, a little bit longer, probably mostly until September. He's not going to be coming up. You know, they, they got, they're going to give Travis Shaw a very long leash here before they, you know, do something drastic, like bringing up Hira. And then the uh-huh. next day, here they go, bringing up Hira. And for like, I think it was like 45 minutes or something there for like a half hour, 45 minutes. All we knew was that Keston Hero was coming up. We did not know what the corresponding move was going to be for the 25-man roster. So I was like, oh, my God, are they actually going to send down Travis Shaw? 
Like I, I almost thought that they were going to do that for a second, which would have been absolutely I did too. awful. And then all of a sudden, uh, I think it was Ken Rosenthal was the first to be like, oh, he's got kind of a wrist injury. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So a DL stint for him. And that moves Hira up. And the DL stint, I mean, really kind of explains Shaw's struggles a bit better, I feel like. Because normally he's a really solid hitter. And for some reason, for a whole month and a half, he really hasn't been able to get it going. So, if, you know, it's been a nagging wrist injury that he's been trying to push through and play through. You know, that could explain uh, his struggles a bit. But, I mean, still, going with Hira uh, as the guy today really, really caught me off guard. And, Matthew, I mean, you were, you were totally caught off guard by this as well. Completely. It was, wasn't. I didn't see this one coming at all. Um, it it didn't shock me, you know that, you know, you know whether it's a legitimate injury or not. You know, I'm assuming it is. I you know I have no reason to believe that, you know, he's not actually like doesn't actually have a a, a wrist injury and this isn't just like a te- you know a ten day breather. Yeah. Um. But, uh, didn't yeah I did not see this one coming at all. Um. Especially considering you know the, the amount of like other veteran middle infield options that they had, not only in AAA but also on the forty man roster, they had to you know move Corey Spangenberg off the forty man to make room for Kesson Hira on the forty man. Yeah, but Corey so, Spangenberg kind of stinks. Are you, well, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but either way, it, it was it's you know it's a guy that they went out and traded for in the off season. They they, they signed. Did. It was not a trade. It was just a free agent contract. But yeah, I you know, apologize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're you, fine, Mr. Technicality. Yeah, yeah. Either way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good talk. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, either I, way, they had veteran options down there. They had other options down there that they chose not to go with the short term. Um. So yeah, I was I was really taken aback by it. Yeah, and one of those other options was Mauricio Dubon, the other kind of top shot prospect that the Brewers have in the middle infield down there at AAA San Antonio. And the Brewers did not go with Dubon, who's, I mean, he's been at AAA for, I think, two years now. I mean, last year he missed most of the season with an ACL tear. He was about to be called up, and then he had that injury, which took out his entire, the rest of the 2018 season. Mm. And even though, I mean, he's been hitting, um, Pretty well down there in AAA. I mean, he's hitting 267, and he's got like five home runs, I think. You know, he's he's not playing bad. I mean, he's playing pretty good. And it's just Keston Hira ends up getting the call over him, and Dubon is still left down there in AAA. And even though, like, this is probably this is going to be a short-term thing with Hira, I don't, I don't think Hira's coming up to stay. I think when Shaw gets reactivated from the injured list, that Hira's going to end up going back down. And I just kind of wonder why he started the service clock with Hira instead of you know wanting to give Mauricio Dubon an opportunity, who's been at AAA for two years now. You know, he really he's a bit older, more experienced, and he's someone who could fill in admirably in in that spot there in the middle infield and still you know, gives Brewer something to be excited about and just give him a chance to see if he if he can be a, a big league starting caliber player before Keston Hira takes it over long term. Well, I think you just answered your own question there. Yeah, you, you think just bypassing giving Dubon a chance? I mean, if you if you know that Keston Hira is a long term option, 
why even yeah. bother? Yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's just I'm a huge fan of Mauricio Devon just because he's such a. You don't say. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I know. Bias is showing a little bit over here. Yep. But I mean, I would have liked to have seen him Corbin get Burns an opportunity. And Mauricio Dubon, you're, you're cuddle buddies for life. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Don't>. No argument. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mauricio Dubon. I mean, I just, I just thought he, I still thought he would have been the first guy to get a chance at the big league level over here because of that service clock issue. Because, I mean, if the Brewers want to keep Hura for as long as possible, I thought they would just, you know, keep him down in AAA for as long as they could, you know, extend that service clock window, maybe, you know, try and push it back until, you know, push back getting that full-time gig until next year and just have Dubon fill in in the meantime and that way you can keep that extra year of control over here. That That's what I thought would have been – a pretty big priority for a team like the Brewers. I don't think Hero is going to lose a year of control. He's not going to be super two if it's past the date, isn't it? Not? Oh, it is. Maybe. It Barely, is early, right? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it is. But mm. I'm th- I'm talking about like you know if he's down like all of 2019 for the most part, and then you get mm. to 2020, and then if you want to kind of do the Vlad Guerrero Jr. thing where. You know, once you know, once you get like two weeks in the season, like mid-April, then you call him up because then it's past that extra year of control there, and then it's just even another year of control added onto it. I guess at this point, for me, I'm not as confident as you are that this is a temporary move. I mean, if he does what everyone expects him to, even if Shaw bounces back, how can you send him down? Say in two weeks he's still batting, you know, three twenty. Then that 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 gives you a roster nightmare. Oh yeah. Well, well, here's what I'm wondering. So he's a second baseman for sure. Yep. Shaw and Moose have the flexibility to also play first. I mean, Jesus is still okay. batting one sixty. Thames is not an everyday guy. I mean, True. So that's something that could be worked in if Shaw gets back to where he hopefully is. Well, the problem with is that Mustaka Shaw. And- and, and Thames are all left-handed, are they not? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I, it, that's that, that's a complete roster nightmare. It means you you have three you have you know you could have potentially three left-handed guys coming off the bench. Yeah. Well, I think Which, it would just be, be well. It, it would be Perez more often than not, but even still, you'd have at least an, you'd have an extra lefty coming off the bench. Which well, yeah, I guess I'm. Well, my point in that would be that Thames would be the odd man out instead of Shar here. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, it's. But either way, I mean, but I was but, just trying to think of how you could fit all of them. I don't know if that's, no, no, that's, that probably won't work out that way. But. No, that's, yeah. that's a totally fair point. I mean, I, I can't. I can't see Aguilar going anywhere. I, no. I guess you know, you know, Thames. You know, <sighs> Thames is due six million dollars, by the way, and that that's yeah, fully that's guaranteed. Another thing I was thinking Which, about too. Like, that's not you know in 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 major league baseball money. That's that's not you know that that shouldn't be co- you know cost prohibitive. But with but, where the Brewers are in their payroll, it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of dead money to because I mean that that's fully guaranteed. Even if they release them, they still owe them that money. It, it, precisely, which is why I think they probably won't won't release them, knowing, knowing the Brewers. I, I don't know. That's part of a trade package at the. If if you could trade him, don't you think you would have done it by now? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. Especially I mean, after the way I, I, Jesus Aguilar jumped onto the scene last year and they're willing to go with Aguilar as a starter. Mm. I mean, if they could have traded Thames in the offseason, they would have. But, I, I, but this is the thing. I, I, I can't believe that there really wasn't more of a trade market for him last, you know, in the offseason. You know, First base only I types it, really don't have as much value anymore. That's true. But even I, I, I mean, there, I could think of at least three, you know, American League teams that, that, you know, would would view him as an upgraded first base or DH. And I'm just trying to think of what the Brewers' long term play with this is, because you know, as an organ, professional sports organization, you shouldn't let the outside noise affect you in your decision making. But there are already a lot of people calling for Hira before this. So if he does what he's done at every level, <laughs> people have been calling hit. for Hira since just, he got drafted. I mean, right. like they're calling for him at the outset of spring training. Dave Stern's like, no, it's not happening, and. You know, ever since, you know, they've been calling for him. And whenever Shaw or Mustakas or someone has a bad night, you know, they're calling for him. Whenever Scope was having a bad night last year, which, I mean, mm-hmm. was fairly common. Wow. But whenever, <laughs> whenever that so, happened. So every night. Hey. So every night people are calling for Keston here because, you know what, why not? And, I mean, with the way the, with the, with, with the, way the roster is constructed now, and with the way Mustakas is hitting, you're not taking him out of the lineup. He's getting regular at-bats. And when Shaw comes back, they know that they need to give him regular at-bats to get him back into a groove. Craig Council has said, you know, he's an important guy for us. We're at our best when Travis is going well. And so they're going to give him the regular opportunities that he needs. And I think even if Keston Hira is hitting 300-something when Travis Shaw comes back, I think they have to send him down no matter what because otherwise they're in too much of a bind with the rest of their team. Right. And that is why, since since I believe it's gonna, just going to be a short-term thing for Shaw, it's only going to be you know, a week and a half, two weeks for him on the injured list. That's why I think, why not give why, – why didn't you give it to Mauricio Dubon to get a chance to see what he can do because you already got a pretty good idea of what Keston Hira can do. But Mauricio Dubon is a guy where, I mean, coming off the ACL tear, I mean, he's still kind of hitting well. It's not quite at the level he was hitting before, but he's still doing fairly well. And even though he doesn't have the power, he's a bit more undersized. You know, he's a guy that he's a top five prospect in the organization. And if it's a short term fix, that's where I thought Dubon would have fit in a whole lot better just because he's not, you know, the, the, the kind of guy that Hira is. Mm-hmm. That's uh. The more we talk about this, the more perplexed I get. And uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, I know, right? I, 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 it's just so. Is that goes? Is it a short term fix? I mean, I don't. I, I you know, there, there's only one way to find out, and that's to see how it plays out. Yeah, well, you know. Fun. Um, sorry, you know, I and we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. We really will. <laughs> but either I, I think you know, the, the issue with Dubon, I. I just I, I, I look at that walk rate. I mean, last yeah. year it was under two percent, but it, you know, a small sample size understood. This year, four, you know, four point two percent. I think they yeah. want to see him actually, you know, get on base a bit better before they, they you know, they, 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 they make the call there. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of sideways on do. I'm not a, as big as a, you know. I think I don't think I don't think anybody outside of you know, mom and dad Dubon are as big of fans of Mauricio <laughs> as, as David is. Yeah. Right, but what David's saying about if it's a truly a temporary fix, yeah, it makes it. Then, then more the, sense yeah, then like why start for ten days? Yeah, 
then then why start the service clock for Hira? You know, and, and if he's going to go back down for the rest of the year, or at least until mm-hmm. probably September, then you know what's what's really the point? So, yeah, I mean that put a hitting machine in the, in the in the seven spot in the lineup every night. Yeah. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, he went two for three. He had he had a really good night. Looked looked great out there. Didn't look phased by the bright lights at all. And no, um, he looked, and then his first at bat, the pitcher was throwing him a lot of off speed stuff way outside, seeing if he would chase. And he's got a pretty nope. high strikeout rate down. In, uh, yeah, thirty one percent. Yeah, but he showed good eye, good poise for a guy in his first major league at bat, and like I said, smoked it. Yeah. So it it will definitely be an interesting situation to watch unfold. Cause, I mean the the hype around Keston Hira, I don't think has ever been higher. I mean he's oh. he's been the top prospect in the organization for a while now. First round pick back in 2017, and he's done nothing but hit since. And he's he was hitting 333 down in AAA, and everyone was calling for him. And now he's actually getting called up. So now everyone is super excited. And then he comes in, goes two for three, and you know just looks great up there. So the hype train on Kesson Hira is not slowing down anytime soon. <laughs> and picked up speed, and, maybe. Ooh. Oh, it has picked up a ton of speed after today. It has I picked my up my Hall of Fame induction tickets already. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I've been seeing a bunch of that on Twitter, and honestly, some of them are jokes, but some of them. I really don't think are are jokes. I think they're all serious. Like this dude is going to be in the Hall of Fame, and that's a little too much hype for me. I like Keston here. Don't get me wrong, but calling a guy who has just made his major league debut a future Hall of Famer, it's a little too much pressure to put on a guy. I'm glad he got off to a good start. I mean, obviously for well, the obvious yeah, reasons, obviously. but just for him, for him personally, you know. Oh I mean? yeah. Just to be able to get that first hit under his belt. I mean, even if he had gone one for four, one for five, at least have that. Yeah. And to I mean to make the move, I'm mean, Travis Shaw had to go on the injured list, and you know, a lot a lot of us for a couple minutes there were kind of worried that Travis Shaw was going to be sent down to the minor leagues. And that's what a lot of people have been pushing for as well, just getting the at bats in the minors. But instead it's the injured list with a wrist injury and uh, guy, guys, what do you make of this wrist injury for Shaw? I mean, th- this has to, you know, for the most part, explain his struggles so far this season, don't you think? Oh yeah, you know, wrist injury to, you know, to to a hitter, you know, a hitter like Shaw is, you know, devastating. You know, yeah. a, good, goodbye power, goodbye bat speed. Yeah. Which, guess what? That that kind of matches what we've been seeing. Yeah. Yeah, it, so, it's, it 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 really makes me wonder how long he's been you know trying to play through this. You know, this is something maybe he picked up in spring training and tried to you know play through and hope it would get better with you know during the season and just hasn't. Or if this is something that happened you know after opening day, you know I I honestly I I really couldn't remember if, if he had you know if, if this had come up before. I don't I don't think it had, but it definitely explains a lot. I mean, even last year, and obviously Shaw's a better player than Hernan Perez, but Perez what? Last, yeah. Perez, yeah, I know, right? Breaking news. Um, <clears throat> but Perez had the wrist injury last year, and his batting average was about 20 points lower than what it had been over the last couple seasons prior to that. So 
we've, we've seen the effects it can have on players. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen what we've seen Shaw for the past two years now in Milwaukee. I mean, he's a 30 plus homer guy. He's a really good hitter, really solid guy. He gets a lot of extra base hits, but that that's just not who we've been seeing for the for the past six seven weeks here it, this, this season. Yeah, it, and that injury has to be playing a big part of it. And I, I think last year he also had like a wrist or a hand injury or something. He was trying to play through it. And you know, tough it out. You know, because he because he's a tough guy. You know, he's a third baseman. He's a tough guy. Just, <laughs> not not yeah. like there's, there's there's weak left fielders. Okay, no, but, but he's still at the yeah. point in his career where he needs to. Yeah, yeah he's at the high corner. So I, just, I just like he's a third baseman. He's a tough guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so you know, he's just trying to you know, tough it tough it through the injury and and make it through play, and it just was going so poorly. And it's like, I remember, you know, they're talking about, you know, on the broadcast during the game, it's like he's trying to play through this injury. And it's like he had an 0 for 4 night. He had like three strikeouts and he's not looking good at the plate. It's like, dude, stop trying to play through the injury. Take a day or two off or just go on the on the DL and let it get better. Because right now you're only hurting the team by trying to play through it. Because when you're trying to play through an injury like that to your wrist or your hand, you're not going to be able to produce at the plate. If it's like a bum knee or or something like that or a bum hamstring, like then okay, like maybe you can still swing and and hit home runs with that. But when when it's in your hand and your wrist, that's something you really can't swing your way through. Mm, agreed. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and it's just kind of been wearing on him mentally too, I think. Just oh, I Absolutely. Yeah, and then when you have the injury on top of it, and I think I saw on uh, Brewers Live pregame, they were talking mm-hmm. to Shaw, and it was during a swing last night's game where it just like somehow got worse. It, I don't know, he just like felt like a sharp pain in the same spot it was last year because because last year he had that. Um, I think he went on the on the disabled list with the, with a similar wrist injury, and he said it was in the same spot last year as it was last year. So. You know, it's it's probably you know that similar kind of thing flaring up, and and that's what's causing him to to struggle. And and since he's been trying to play through it and tough it out, it's just been making things worse on him. Yeah, I agree. Can't disagree. Yeah, no. and, and that's why it's really kind of annoying when you know there are people coming out and saying it's like, oh, Shaw's terrible. You know, like you got to get rid of him, got to move on. Shaw's just really bad. And it's like, okay, that that's not who Travis Shaw is. You know, Travis Shaw has proven himself to be a really good hitter in this league over the over a couple of seasons. I'm going to take a few seconds here, but the amount of overreaction we've seen so far in this season has been unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Brewer's uh, Twitter's a hoot, isn't it? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> David Stearns and Craig Council don't know what they're doing. Craig Council doesn't know how to manage. David Stearns doesn't know how to build a team. We need pitching. Blah 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 blah. And I mean, the, the pitch sounds like it worked, David. That's what it sounds like when I'm looking through our Twitter mentions and people and people saying how David Stearns is terrible and Craig Council is a terrible manager and they need to do this and they need to do that. And <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, they're wasting away this season. It's like, yep. 
bro, we are at basically a similar record as we were last year. Like we're at, we're at practically the same record as the team was last year. With a very but nice but last year was magical. And this schedule. year, this year is just awful. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and expectations. Yeah, that uh that need for pitching has. I mean, for the first like month, everyone was being proven right about that need for pitching. Because I mean, coming into the season, oh, yeah. it's like okay, you know, maybe you should have gotten a free agent starter or something, and you know, just try to supplement that group. They're like, okay, they're going to try and go with the three young guys. We'll see how it goes. They all got high ceilings. And then they all stumbled out of the gate, and everyone's like, oh, no, we should have gotten a a veteran starting pitcher. But now things are starting to turn around a little bit, and leading that charge is Brandon Woodruff. And he went here on Tuesday night six strong innings, allowing only one hit. And Woodruff, I mean, he really really looked strong. I mean, he – Blew away uh, Bryce Harper with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. I mean, he was throwing gas deep into the game. And it's really been quite the turnaround for Brandon Woodruff here lately. Okay. Is, is there another number you want to mention in that stat line, David? Five walks. I, I thought you'd say five strikeouts first. Oh, yeah, five <laughs> strikeouts. But he also had five walks, which was it, not ideal. But no. no. Speaking as 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 a former pitcher, does does that is that concerning to you? Five walks is concerning. Yeah, that, that's not <laughs> something you like to see, obviously. But I mean, that's the only start he's had that that many walks. I mean, previously in his previous uh, starts this season, he hasn't had more than three walks allowed in a game. So I don't think it's a trend for Brandon Woodruff. I okay. think it was just you know one of those nights where sometimes you're you're battling it a little bit. Plus, I mean, he walked Bryce Harper twice, which I mean, okay, feared hitter, you know that happens. Um, plus, also that home plate ump tonight was really yeah, all yeah. over the place. Very much. And yeah. uh, David, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but it can't be a coincidence that Geo comes on and everything just kind of yeah. Equalizes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, I mean, just that veteran presence, and they talked about the impact that he made in a short time in Milwaukee last year, and how right. just the advice that he gives. And I know it's probably a very small piece of it, but the timing does kind of line up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, that's when we talked about that Gio Gonzalez signing, how it made a lot of sense to go and do it. You know, that veteran presence to come in and stabilize. That's what we thought he could do. And, that's basically what he's done. I mean, he's come in, he's pitched well. You know, he's not going to be your seven eight, seven, eight inning guy with 10 strikeouts. He's not that kind of guy anymore, but he'll give you five, you know, maybe six solid innings, giving up one or two runs. And, you know, you basically know what you're going to get from him. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's, he really has become quite the leader in that clubhouse. And I don't know if you guys saw the video today of Keston Hero walking I'm into the clubhouse for the that. first time. Yeah. Yep. And the first guy that he meets is Gio Gonzalez. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think that speaks yeah. very highly as to what Gio Gonzalez means to that clubhouse. That, I, that I Craig like Council had him there to like, meet. I, I just like he's left, left-handed. Yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> I, do, I do like that. Absolutely. But things have changed so quickly because now it's like, well, they have their four, four of the five spots in lockdown. 
with Gio, Shasin, Davies, and Woodruff. Yeah. And then you know, Freddie did all right last night. Mm-hmm. They stick with the opener or not. And then, you know, hopefully Jimmy Nelson down the road could be another piece. Chase Anderson's done all right this year. Yeah. I think do Anderson's going to head back to the pen, but. I yeah. think he has to, but do, do we want to talk about Jimmy Nelson? Let's talk about Jimmy Nelson. Uh, he's got his next start is scheduled for Friday, and after that, he's TBA, which could mean a return to Milwaukee. It could mean he stays mm. in San Antonio for another week. Yeah. Um, I, so I just want to go over here. His, his last start, I think he went, what was it, five and a third innings? Correct. And. Yep. 84 pitches, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, he he's going a little bit deeper in the games, you know, building up that pitch count, and he's getting close to coming back. I, I still think he's got at least one more start down there in AAA. I, I don't think this next start is going to be back in Milwaukee. I, he's got at least one more down there, and then depending on how he feels and how he looks in that game, then after he gets that third AAA rehab start in, then we can start to think about, okay, is the next one going to be in Milwaukee? Because I think just two is just a little bit uh, too short. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And if he – I mean, we really don't know how he's going to come back. It was such a goofy injury. It's been such a long time. Um, But if if he can come back and be a solid, you know – starter in that rotation that's just going to have that trickle down effect to the bullpen as well i mean burns is already there freddie will most likely go there um so if he can come in and be a solid starter maybe not you know at the level he was in 2017 it's just gonna benefit the whole the whole pitching staff i I just want to see him pitch again you know it's it's been too long you know i i'm 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 i kind of miss you know, seeing Jimmy Nelson in a Brewers uniform, it was yeah. You know, it, it, especially when, like, when he got hurt, he was really trying to come into his own. And then, you know, we haven't seen him for almost almost two full years. So it's insane. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to believe, but it, it it'll be nice to see him just just back in you know just just back in the mouth of the Brewers. Yeah, I mean um, Nelson's that that bulldog mentality out there. I mean he's he's intense. I mean he's a, he's a fun guy to watch out there on the mound and. You know, you see some of the there were some of like the pitching ninja gifts um, from like some of his rehab starts or when he was done extended spring training, and you're looking at the off speed stuff and it's like you just kind of forgot how nasty his stuff actually was, and you know he seems to be having that all back now and you know if he gets that back going, I mean he's probably going to have some rust to shake off when he finally does get oh, called up to yeah, for sure to the big leagues. Like it's not going to be. Coming back, first outing, seven innings, no runs, you know, ten strikeouts. Like that's probably not going to be his first outing yeah, it's back. Gonna, it's gonna be twelve strikeouts, right, David? <laughs> right, exactly. That's the spirit, Matthew. I love it. Complete, complete game. <laughs> complete game, shutout, no hitter, everything's perfect. Does that every single game for the rest of the year? Cy Young. <laughs> well, you know that. What's more realistic, him winning the Cy Young or Corbin Burns winning the uh, Cy Young? Probably that. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Nelson. That that is more realistic at this point. Wow! Everyone loves a good comeback story. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, 
But I still do think comeback player of the year is is in the realm of possibility. Do you think you know Corbin Burns will win the comeback player of the year award next year? It depends on how poorly he pitches the rest of this season. I mean, what would that be a comeback from? Sucking? Yeah, I don't. I don't really know if that's comeback as much as um, improving. <laughs> if there's an MIP, a most improved player, then we can I, go with that. Honestly, I, I I think that there was. I think that Paul Kirkle won that one year because he came. He, <laughs> he just came he back from that. being so awful. I think I think that's actually what happened. He's just like, oh, how did I win that? I wasn't hurt. <laughs> no, you were terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean no, for you guys outside of like a bad, you know, some bad performances in the starting rotation, do you think Burns is going to stick in the pen? I, you know, you know my opinion on this. Yes, and you know my opinion on this. So yeah, right, thanks, guys. <laughs> you're not going to get a lot of conversation. Here. You know, David thinks he's I know. What a, you, I know what David. You want. David thinks he's a starter long term. I think he's a bullpen guy long term. He's pitching in the bullpen now. Yep. Yeah. And now that he's found his fastball command, he belongs back in the starting rotation. I still don't see why they can't just have him, like, say, <sighs> like, have Burns be the opener for Freddie Peralta. Have Burns go three, have Peralta go four. Next thing you know, you're in the eighth inning. You can throw Hader for the final two. And what do you know? You finish the game with a win. Guaranteed win every five games. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Matthew, thoughts? <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Did Did you just not listen to anything that I said? Oh no, I, I listened. I, I I'm, I'm I have nothing to say. I have, I have, is, is Is there anything else going on with the Brewers this week? Uh. All right. Whatever. Fine. Fine. Do we want to so talk about bullpen? How, how's that working out? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they're they're fine. Um, do we want to talk about Corey Spangenberg at all or not? Nah? Just just say he's DFA'd. What's, no one what, really cares. What's there to say? I mean, it's he he didn't make the twenty five man, and now he's off the forty man. Next thing you know, he's probably going to be playing independent ball somewhere. Yeah, or even worse with the Baltimore Orioles. That's a fate worse than death, my friend. Yeah. Look how quick things came for him, though. I mean, before, and obviously it probably wouldn't have lasted long, but before the Moustakas signing, it was him and Perez pl- platoon in that second. Yep. Yeah. And now he's gone. And thankfully for all of us, Mike Moustakas <laughs> yeah. decided to come back. Yes. Yep. Uh, and not only come back, but come back and play out of position for a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine oh. if the Brewers actually entered the season with an Hernan Perez, Corey Spangenberg platoon? Hernan Perez has been solid. He has. Corey Spangenberg has been awful. Yeah, I, I think like, that's, that's when you get that's when you get the Keston Hero call up. Yeah, if if we thought those calls were loud through the first month, if the Brewers had Hernan <laughs> Perez and Corey Spangenberg and Tyler Saladino mixed in there somewhere at second base. Yeah. In and the big Shaw leagues, third. on a World Series contending team, and Shaw over at third with his struggles this year, and Jesus batting under a buck seventy. Oh my goodness! And then <laughs> and then Orlando Arcia is your best yeah. hitter oh in the mid, in the infield. Could you imagine that Orlando Arcia as the best hitter in the Brewers infield? Well, that's I, I what it the, would have been through the first month. 
I, I think in that case, Brandon Brandon Woodruff would be the best hitter in the. I was just going to say that. <laughs> only, <laughs> yeah, only four out of five. We'll put Brandon like, Woodruff yeah. at second base in between his starts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dodge, dodge on there. <laughs> yeah, but thankfully Mike Mustaka spared us all that pain and decided to come back. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. 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 I like those. Yes, I think that's all we got to say about Corey Spangenberg. Did, did we do? Are we doing a mailbag today? Oh, I mean, we we do have one. Ooh, I think I think we have one. Oh, I I got to pull it up. In the meantime, hey, I wrote an article um, last week about July trade targets, like some early potential July trade targets for the Milwaukee yeah, Brewers. It did, it did like nothing for two days, and then all of a sudden, everybody's reading it. <laughs> Yeah, hey, it's a good article. Plus, I think um, MLB Trade Rumors also MLB Trade Rumors also um, posted on their Uh, baseball blogs way in thing as well. Well, so okay, (laughs) yeah. So, and in those those three bullpen targets that I proposed include an old friend of the Milwaukee Brewers, Will Smith, left-handed pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season, and he's the closer for the Giants. Really good late-ending pitcher. The Brewers are familiar with him. Him and Jeremy Jeffers are best friends, and there's a possibility the Brewers could reunite Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff in that Brewers bullpen. What do you guys think? Think the Brewers should go after Will Smith in July? Yeah, why not? (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like with anything, it comes down to to costs. But uh, but I mean, Bruce he is a gone. rental, right? <laughs> so I I I'd be, yeah, I'd be fine. You know, I mean, yeah, again, it depends on the cost, but I, I think that that that's a perfectly valid target for the Brewers to go after. Makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Great, great idea, David. Oh yeah, thank you. Anytime. Yeah, so I think I mean I think Will Smith is going would be a fantastic addition. And if the Brewers are looking for that three headed monster in that bullpen, once again, because I mean now Jeffress is kind of back to what he was and Josh Hader is still being Josh Hader. But with Corey Knabel out for the year, you still want someone who can be uh. a big time big time late inning guy there. And David, I, th- I think we know the answer to that question. What's that? Matt Albers. Mm, nope, that was not the answer I was thinking of. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Corbin Burns, Matt. <laughs> oh. I thought he was going to say Craig Kimbrell. Uh. <laughs> no, Matt Albers still. Ah, okay. Well, Matthew's opinion doesn't matter anymore. All right, so Paul. Uh, <laughs> well. What do you guys think of um, the Craig Kimbrell idea? Now that we've gotten so close to the draft, it's about three weeks away from the MLB draft, and those play and Craig Kimbrell will lose that draft pick compensation that's attached to him. You know, even though there are you know teams that could use him, and the earlier you sign him, the earlier he can impact your team. But with the draft so close, do you guys see anyone jumping on Craig Kimbrell or even Dallas Keuchel? Before the draft? Before? Yeah, before. Mm. Probably not. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. When, 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 when you're this close and you, you know it's going to take him, you know, a few weeks to, to work in the shape anyway, you might as well just wait it out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and I heard, I think it was the Tampa Bay Rays were looking at, either Keuchel or Kimbrel, one of those guys, and it's like there's, there's no point in signing him now. You know, like after he's missed this much of the season, you know, you you be, the front offices basically have the draft on their mind. Like they they're having meetings probably fairly frequently at this point, building like trying to form their draft board, and they're getting excited about certain players and prospects. And the idea of losing one of those picks just probably doesn't seem very appealing to those general managers right now. And the Brewers have already lost a couple. I mean, they yeah. lost one with Alec Claudio. Um, and lost another with Grandall. Yes, that was yeah. it. So, so they lost honestly, at, Go ahead. I was going to say, and honestly, at this point, the Kimbrel signing, if he's going to stick to that three-year minimum, ah, that, that just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> no. Not at this point in his career and the money oh, he's, he wants. He's, get, he's, he's getting three years for sure, at least. Well, I'm yeah. sure he will. I'm just saying I don't know that I want the Brewers to be the team to do that. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. And I mean, when when you're in the off season, when you're in December and January, you know it's easy to be like, ah, lose the draft pick, whatever, it's fine, because right. you're not thinking about the draft. Now you're thinking about the draft, and losing those picks feels a bit more personal. It, it feels a bit harder to do when you're at this point in the year, especially for a team like the Brewers, where that's essentially how you build your team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to build through the draft. You know, the, the Brewers can't just keep on going through free agency and signing guys like Yasmani Grandal year after year to replenish their team. I mean they, they have to have the farm system, you know, continually replenishing guys. A la Keston Hira, twenty seventeen first round pick. You know, it that's those those are the kinds of guys that you need to come up and replenish the team going towards the future. And losing those draft picks after having already lost two draft picks and having the second smallest draft bonus pool of all 30 teams this year after already being in that sort of situation it doesn't seem like something that they should do right now now once we get to like june 6th and the draft is over then let's talk then i'm willing to talk kimbrel and i'm probably not keiko just because of the way the rotation is now kind of turned things around and, and gotten a whole lot better and with Nelson being really close to coming back. So probably more of the Brewers' conversation will be on Kimbrel. But once you get to after the draft and that compensation goes away, then then I think you, you might see David Stearns go a bit harder after pursuing Kimbrel. And plus by that point, too, you'll just have a larger sample. By that point, you're going to know where your team's at. Yeah. You know, if the bullpen's still struggling and – um, July or June, you're going to know, okay, that's something we need to address if we want to get to the World Series, whereas right now, even um, you know, still a little over a month in, as we saw at the starting rotation, things can change at the you know, drop of a hat. You know, the, the, actually, the, the more I think about it, you know, the, the Brewers' draft record isn't that great. No, it's not. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, man. How, how many drafted players are, are currently on the roster? Is, is it more than? I don't think it's more than five. Okay, let's see. We got Ryan Braun. We have okay. Keston Hira. Two, two. Um, let's see. 
Jeremy Jeffress, but he was traded a couple times. <laughs> well, same with Lorenzo Cain. Same with yeah, Lorenzo Cain. Are we counting those? So that's. I don't. I. That's the thing. I. I so I don't think you should. I don't think you should just because. Well, I. Well, Cain was signed as a free agent. Yeah. And okay. Jeffress came in. To tra- they, they, they traded him and then traded for him. Okay, so we have um, we have Braun, we have Hira, we have Woodruff. I mean, Woodruff. Um, was Orlando nice. Arcia was wasn't Burns. drafted, but he was a signing, like a well, amateur either, either signing. I'm, I know, I, I know. I'm, I'm saying drafted. Okay, so we're so not counting Orlando Arcia because he's from Venezuela. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, not because wait, 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 no, 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 <laughs> not not because he's from Venezuela, just because he wasn't drafted. Okay, because just because he okay, was, his his ethnicity is he was no, an international not, signing. Is his his ethnicity is not not the question? It that is, that wasn't what I was. Okay, it was, yeah. I, I, I that's I get I, it. You know, I'm I get no, it. no, 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 David. This isn't that kind of podcast, man. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're at three. We were at Braun, we were at Hira, and Woodruff. They've also drafted Corbin Burns. Who so that's four. He's on the Major League roster. Yes, he's on the Major League roster. Okay, that's good. That's four. That's um, 8%. Um, Barnes? I think they drafted Barnes. No. I know. Who really likes Barnes, so. but still. So I think that's at five. I'd have to. Oh, I, I need to pull up roster <laughs> resource I, here. I would have to. I would have to look and see if they drafted Barnes or. Oh, uh, yep. Yep, they drafted Four, Barnes. Fourteenth round of the twenty eleven MLB June Amateur Draft from Florida Gulf Coast University of Fort Myers, Florida. Florida Gulf Coast, huh? That's a. Uh, that's Dunk City, right? Was that their name back in the NCAA tournament? No, from a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So we're at five players right now on the 25-man roster. That's amazing. Let's see. Um, <laughs> so, so they've been able to build a roster as as a, you know, quote-unquote small market team. Yeah. Although, and I, we're not going to count. Personally... And I take it we're not counting Jimmy Nelson or Brent Suter just because we're on the DL. Correct. Yeah. I mean, if so we're really going to do this fairly, if we're really going to do this fairly, shouldn't trades be counted? Because like Christian Yelich, weren't a lot. You know, a lot of Brewers draft picks were given up to get him. That's true. So, so yeah. doesn't that kind of doesn't that kind of count? Because I just guess, to, but it's tough to do. It's tough to. It know. is. It is because they trade their their homegrown guys and right. So know. it doesn't. So would they have paid off? So just cause, I guess my point is just because they're not on the roster today. Yeah. You know, they're elsewhere. Mm. That's fair. But either way. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, you know, Lewis Brinson was traded for him, was not a, a draft pick. Uh, Monty Harrison was. Monty Harrison was. Yamamoto was. Asan Diaz was in the Gene Segura trade. Correct. Mm. So it's it's two okay. draft picks that, you know, we're traded for for Christian Yelich, but yeah. But then, either, either way, you know, the the, the the point is that if you're going to whiff on draft picks, you know, you might as well get the, uh, you know, you, you might as well get the you know the top the free agent, the top yeah. starter, yeah, yeah. That, that's a very good point. Because I mean, look, <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Eh, yeah, I mean, but looking at... But you at, also don't have that mentality going into it. Oh, that's, yeah. That, that's, that's like the Chicago... That's honestly, I, you know, I, I realize this is a Brewers podcast, but that's the Chicago Bears mentality totally. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hey, we yeah. can't really draft anybody, so let's just trade the pick for the best guy we can find. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, but I mean, looking at that, um, the way that they were drafting back in the early 2000s, mid to or early 2010s, mid 2010s, like that, that kind of, that was what put them in the situation that they're in, that they had to rebuild there yeah. starting in 2015. I mean, you look at Actually. 2009, Eric Garnett instead of Mike Trout, because Mike Trout went one pick before the Brewers. So upset about that. But Eric Garnett flames out and, Class A, Dylan Covey, 2010, doesn't sign. Hey, it's Chicago White Sox starter Dylan Covey. Yeah, so doesn't do anything for the Brewers. And then oh, in 2011, the actually, he's probably one of my most hated White Sox of all time. <laughs> 2011, I, I believe that was, uh, who was 2011? I think that was, uh, was that Victor Roach and Tyrone, or uh, Clint Coulter? That's I, a bad draft. Yeah, that that was bad. 2012 was um Oh no, I think that was 2012. I think 2011 was Jed Bradley and Taylor Youngman. That's and, a tw- bad draft and then too. 2012 was Clint Coulter and, and Victor Roach. And then that, 2013 2013 they lost their first round pick for Kyle Loesch and they signed or they picked Oof. Devin and they picked Devin Williams in the second round. He's had like Tommy John surgery and I think he's still down in class A. 2014 mm-hmm. Was oh that was the Cody Maderos, Jake Gatewood, and Monty Harrison draft, and Maderos they traded for was that Soria? Yeah, they traded him for Soria. Yep. Gatewood is still in Double A, and Harrison was well traded for Christian Yelich. Yep. And then 2015 was Trent Grisham. Oh yeah, Trent Grisham. That's he's. Okay, he's not a he's not worthy of he's not living up to first round billing. Let's no. put it that way. No. And then 2016, Corey Ray. Okay, that's Corey getting Ray. better. That's getting better. 2017, Keston Hira. Okay, that's looking good. Okay, that's looking good. 2018, Bryce Terang. Looking good. So for the past, so you keep you keep the draft pick because they're on fire. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you, you, you figured something out clearly. Yeah. If they're good, keep them. So, so for the past three years, they've been better at drafting, but from okay. 2015 to probably like 2007, like, oh, t- like 2007 Brian to Braun. 2015, Brian Braun was 2005. Was he drafted in 2007? Was that Prince? No. No, Prince was 2002. And then was Weeks was, or Weeks was 02. Fielder okay. was 03. Okay. Something like that. And then Roger Mark Rogers was 04. R- Brian Braun was 05. And then Jeremy Jeffress was 06. Okay. And then 07 was Matt Laporta. And 08 was oh, Brett Laurie. <laughs> the fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, is it a shame or not that I know the Brewers' first round draft picks off the top of my head going back to like 2002, like 2001, 2002? That, that's impressive. I was just going to say, very impressive. I'm impressed. 
Wow. If you went if you went back any further than that, you know, I'd, I'd start to worry. But no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get into the '90s, I'm kind of lost. But 2001 was I, that Krinzel? I think that was Dave Krinzel. <laughs> or was that Jones? And Krinzel was 2000. Jones? Oh, that yeah, that was, was Jones. Jones. And then wasn't 2000 Krinzel? I think you're right. It, yeah. Either way, it's a lot of bad. Yeah. I was four years old at that time, and yeah, I've got we, these. We've I've got picked, these. We down. picked up on the theme, though. Yeah. Yeah, we picked up on the theme. <laughs> yeah. Basically, there was a four-year stretch where the Brewers were good at drafting there from like 2003 to 2005. And, well, I mean, you could extend another year if you include Jeffress. And then pretty much nothing for like a decade. And then starting in 2016, started drafting better. That's basically it. That's the recent history of Brewers drafting. I was not expecting to talk about this today. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting you to talk about it either. No. I'm kind of just going on a rant. You guys are, I'm barely even letting you guys jump in. Do you, do you guys no, have you, anything you, you want to say? No? Anything? As I, as I mentioned, do we have a mailbag? Well, we, I posted this earlier in the day. And the only question that we got was um, someone who was curious what Hira's jersey number will be. And uh, somebody doesn't know how to read a roster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, th- this was like before it came out what, hit, what jersey number he actually had. Don't he wants to know that, why yeah. Moose changed numbers, though, from 18 to 11 this year. Better second base number. Now I think it had something to do with like that's actually the number he prefers. Like, like eight was his original number that he liked, but his secondary favorite number was eleven. But when he got traded here, uh, Ryan Braun obviously number eight already, and then number eleven was Darnell Coles. So he just kind of mixed the two numbers and fired or quit or whatever. Yeah, he resigned. So he left, and you know. So, you know, last year he just combined 11 and 8. and The number was available. Mystery solved. Yeah. And so he took his second favorite number that he could get. So that leaves 18 available for Keston Hira. So, yeah, that, that's basically our, our mailbag there. I don't, don't oh, have wow. anything else. Yeah. I know it's unfortunate. We're losing some of, our, some of our good questions there. But I feel like most of the questions people would have, we already answered anyways in the previous 58 and well, a half minutes. You know. Exactly. Exactly. So You'll have to send some in next week from your burner account, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what burner account? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know which burner account it is. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I, oh, I already know. I, Matthew's trying to play dumb. Thinks I doesn't know. Think, thinks See, I don't Matthew, know. Matthew, I've never had to play dumb in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, because you aren't playing. Oh. She. Burn. I went there without going there. <laughs> yeah. It's called comedic timing, you know. Some of us have it, some of us don't, David. Yeah, I guess not. Nope. Oh well. I guess my career as a stand-up comedian is not going to go anywhere. Just like your baseball career. Oh. 
Wow, that was that was that was uncalled for. I, I and I immediately and I instantly apologize because that wasn't called for. <laughs> that that was, but that was also a really good one. So I thought it was pretty funny. It was it was too good to pass up, but I it was. I, I, I just I just kind of ser- served it up there. I, I just served up a Chase Anderson meatball to you and just. It really was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had I had to swing the bat. It was I I I, I feel terrible. I, I realize I'm a bad human being for it. Um. <laughs> But I, had, voice, but okay. I, I'm, I, I had, I had at the time I had to do it. Um, however, David, uh, since we've been, you know, co-site experts at reviewing the brew, I, I've come to appreciate you as a colleague, and I can't imagine, and I can't imagine, you know, ha- you know, having the site, having the site without you as my Aww. co-site expert, and um, I, I, I feel instantly terrible for uh, diminishing your on the field and off the field accomplishments. <laughs> Aw, so sweet. So that, that that being said, uh, I'm I'm running low on beer. Do we want, do we want to wrap this up? Yeah, yeah, we can we can wrap this up. Um, so thank you guys for coming back on yeah, the show, Paul. Taking yeah, taking Anytime, time, David. Yeah, yeah, Paul taking time out of your busy day over there with our. Inaccurate predictions on the Brewers' personnel moves that they're going to come up with. Uh, that, that's uh, Dairyland Express is inaccurate. Ah, uh, yes, get, personnel get. moves. It's not ours. We're you know that's true. Reviewing the brew, we're, we're nothing but accurate. You know, no, no fake, no fake uh-huh. news here. No, absolutely not. One hundred percent real it's, news it's, all the those, time. Those guys at DairylandExpress.com were throwing darts. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, no comment. <laughs> Uh, it happens to all of us from time to time, just some more frequently than others. All right, so that'll do it for uh, this week's edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast. Kesson Hira is up in the big leagues. Be sure to enjoy yeah. him while you can. We'll see how much of it, how long this move will, will last, if it's temporary or if it's long term. We will see in the future. Thank you for listening to the Reviewing the Brew podcast.